This is episode 183, Three Steps to Practice Eating Mindfully. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. So happy to be with you today. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I will be your host on another episode of The Dance of Life, The Dance of Our Lives. Today, we're talking about something that you hopefully experience every day, eating, eating mindfully. I have a great quote here by somebody that you probably don't know. Her name is Mary Deturis Poust, P-O-U-S-T. She's author of Cravings, A Catholic Wrestles with Food, self-image, and God. And she said something very perfect for today's episode. She said, So often, even when we stop to say a blessing before a meal, we're mentally preparing to spoon some pasta or potatoes onto our plates. We're not usually focused on the present moment, simply placing ourselves before our food and entering into the still, slow space where eating is done for eating's sake and not something we do simply to get to the next thing on our list. What a beautiful summation of what we're going to talk about today, which is mindful eating. I love this quote. It really centers the whole conversation on this important topic because, you know, especially in my own life, I can totally relate to this. I have, you know, it took me a while to see eating as this sacred time. It was just like shaving everything else to kind of just get through, you know, get through the day, just get it done, put it in my stomach and move on. Your stomach is not a little food sack, but rather a part of a very complicated system that you need to respect. So we're going to get into that because it directly relates to your everything you want in life, your energy, your confidence, your happiness, your fulfillment, all these like things without a description, you know, they're very amorphous, very uh, gray areas, fulfillment, what is fulfillment, right? We know it when we feel it, but it's hard to describe. And that's because it is a feeling and your feelings are very impacted by your health. So health is a big picture of any plan for success, any relationship, any sense of confidence or achievement or fulfillment in life. Health is your number one pillar. And part of that is the things that you do every day. Eating is one of them. You know, so today we're going to talk about the three steps to practice eating mindfully. How do you do it in your life? How can you incorporate some of these three steps? They're very simple. And again, the power is in the consistency. Most of the things in life that are life-changing are very simple. And it's not the things that are complicated that are going to change your life. It's the simple things that you do on a continual basis that are life-changing. This is a very important principle. So if you tuned into episode 179, a couple episodes ago, where we talked about intermittent fasting and, and regular fasting, we did a deep dive in that episode. There's a special report that goes with it. Uh, make sure you check that out, danceoflife.com slash fasting. So I, that's that's a longer episode. I do a lot of deep dive stuff on how to practice fasting. But one of the things we talked about there was basically, you know, the relationship between blood sugar and stress. And, you know, basically in that episode, we talked about fasting and, and eating better quality foods and fats and, and not spiking your blood sugar through stress and carbs and all this stuff. So that's more the physiological approach. Today, I want to 
take another stab at it in a different direction. Eating mindfully is actually when you do sit down to eat, how are you eating and you know how are you approaching that whole process from your the perspective of your central nervous system. You know, if, if you aren't familiar, you we have got fight or flight and rest and digest. And one is basically your action, go, go, go. The other one is your breaks and relaxing and doing all this stuff. So that's the direction we're going to be approaching it today. A lot of really valuable stuff, guys, for this, you know, mindful eating, being mindful in life, uh, whether you're a high performance business person, an athlete, a parent, doesn't matter. Incorporating these principles are such keys to living a fulfilled and happy life and an energetic and vibrant life to do the things that you want to do. So super excited to share this with you guys. Let's jump right into it really quick, though. If you enjoy this, make sure you subscribe. And if you know anybody who eats a little too fast, if they're struggling with you know other things in their health, if they're wanting a little more, bit more discipline, if they're trying to get healthier this year, share this episode with them. You know, this could be the seed for something greater, something else. One little thing could lead to another. And, you know, a year from now, somebody's life could be totally different just because you hit that share button. If you learned something from today, you really got out of it and you want to share with me, let me know. I'm at Tudor Alexander Official, or you can let me know on my website, danceoflife.com. I love to hear back from you guys. So sharing is caring. Open your heart and let me know what you got out of it. With that, let's jump into this episode, The Three Steps to Practice Eating Mindfully. All right, so let's jump into this. You know, the first, there's, this is three steps, very simple straightforward, but again, it's your ability to apply these steps over the course of time that really is going to make the difference in your life. So first step, number one, is notice your baseline. What does that mean? There's a couple things we want to notice as far as the baseline behavior that you're operating at. So the first one is, what is your eating pace? What is the pace of your eating? How fast do you tend to eat? That's something you just want to notice. We're not doing any change yet. We're just noticing. So for about a week, just notice, you know, what is your eating pace in general? Because you need a good week to see, okay, what is, do I tend to eat faster at lunch? Do I tend to eat faster at dinner? Is, am I eating faster at dinner because there's some show I want to watch after I eat? So I, that speeds me up because I'm thinking about the show. Am I eating faster at lunch because I'm stressed out about getting back to my work? You know, or, you know, see what is, what is the pace? and get a baseline, because that's going to give you a lot of insight in how you can modify and change your behavior in the future. In general, it's not good to eat fast, right? You have two parts of your central nervous system. One of them is or your autonomic nervous system, the one that's automatic. One of them is your fight and flight. So the one that is responsible for your stress reaction, for action, for go, and the other is your, it's called rest and digest or parasympathetic. Para, I think of P like pause, pause the brakes. Sympathetic as in start is your action, go, go, go. They both work together. They're both useful. They're both needed. But an imbalance in one, which is usually the sympathetic or go, 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 leads to a lot of problems down the road. 
which is indigestion, you know, stomach issues, stress, cortisol, all that good stuff that's coming our way in a burned out state if we don't take the time to recover, to be mindful, to eat slower, all these things that you know are good for you, but we don't tend to practice them. So look at your baseline. Where is that sympathetic response being dominated in your day? And and take a notice. The other thing is, notice how much time do you have to eat usually? All right, so for example, in my situation, I, I'm appointment-based. You know, a lot of the stuff I do, I'm self-employed. I lot of got a lot of stuff going on. And it took me a while to get to the point where I'm standardizing when I eat and for how long. I would just like book appointments. Yeah, sure, let's just get through it. Okay, I got 15 minutes. I'll just chow on something down really quick. Like that doesn't work. It doesn't work to do that. And because we put eating as a final priority, it's like it's not really that important. We just need to get rid of it. So there's that disconnect between the impact the impact of eating and how important it is with the value system that we have in our lives and what's important to us. We prioritize getting to that next appointment, getting to the next thing over sitting and eating. And and you know, a thousand years ago eating was the most important thing you could do. So eating has become kind of this almost because it's so easily available it's just like this thing that we just need to get through and you need to change that mentality and how you do that is you take a baseline you see how fast you're eating how much time do you give yourself to eat when are you suffering in that department when do you have at least 30 minutes an hour ideally you should have 2 hours now that's probably never going to happen you know we're not going to we don't have a national siesta here in the united states and if you're Probably in most countries you don't. And even if you did, you know, with our busy lives, it's hard to just take two hours. But if you have at least half an hour to an hour, that's that's a great start. What you want to avoid is trying to shove your lunch down or your dinner or whatever in 15 minutes, you know, or less. Like that is not enough time for your body to adjust. So take a baseline and see where you where do you stand. The final thing I want you to take a baseline of is what are you eating? So how fast are you eating it? How much time do you have to eat? And what are you eating? You know, if you're eating a big fried meal and you don't have a lot of time, you're asking for problems. And if you're doing that on a regular basis, that's a one-way road to some serious health problems. It's not going to kill you today, but it will kill you eventually. So that's what you want to look at is, okay, what am I eating? If I have less time from my day. And I know, okay, I don't have a lot of time right now. How much time do I have? 20 minutes. Well, I'm going to be hungry if I don't eat because I have, you know, let's say three or four appointments after that. So what could I eat? Well, I'll eat a very low impact glycemic shake. So we can discuss how to do that. But basically you would just eat something that's going to be gentler on your body. They'll give you some fuel, enough fuel, uh, but that's not going to overwhelm the digestive process. Because remember, you have two parts to the nervous system. One of them is action, one of them is rest. They cannot be active at the same time. So that's a huge point to remember, because when you're in go-go-go mode, you are not digesting properly. There's so many things that get disrupted in terms of your digestion when you are stressed out, when you're having to go and achieve and move and do all this stuff. It it is a, it wreaks havoc if you have food in there and you're trying to digest at the same time. It's just not a good idea. Take it from me. I've done a lot of research in the last couple months, in the last two years, 
because of my own digestive problems I've experienced because of stress, because I didn't take the time to eat properly, to eat mindfully, because I was under too much stress and I wasn't managing it. So it led to some serious problems. I mean, not super serious, like I didn't have cancer or anything like that, God forbid, but it really impacted my performance to the point where I I had to do something different. So take your baseline notice. That is the number one thing. You cannot change anything until you know where you're at. So notice what, how fast you're eating, what are you eating, and how much time do you have to eat. Once you do that for about a week, then it's time to sit down and plan. Plan your schedule. That's the second step, plan. And what you're trying to plan is, first off, proper time to eat. Notice the areas where you're eating too fast or you don't, you know, you have too little time to eat and plan accordingly. Extend that. You know, if you're an appointment-based person like I am, give yourself time to eat. You're not going to lose money. You're not going to miss out on life. Give yourself time to eat. It's worth your long-term success, energy, and happiness to take the time out of the day, every little day, to do what you need to do to take care of your body. So plan accordingly at least 30 minutes for lunch. I plan an hour now just to give myself, if I can, 30 minutes minimum. But an hour is good because I know, you know, once you eat, you're not done digesting. Like eating, we just think that eating, you put the food in your, in your mouth and you swallow it and then you're done. You're not done. Your body's, di- your body's having to deal with it for the next two or three, four, five hours. So you got to consider that if after you stuff your face, especially with something nasty, and then you start running around and stressing out and getting back to work and arguing with people or doing exercise or, you know, whatever, any kind of sympathetic action, right? Sympathetic nervous system. Your body's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm like trying to take care of this bomb that you just gave me. And then you're giving me more stuff to do. Like it's, it's not a good idea. So plan proper time to eat, to unwind, treat eating as a sacred time. Now, the other thing is, what's going to help you with that is planning what you're eating. If you tuned into 179, episode 179 on intermittent fasting, we talked a lot about the impact of healthy fats on uh, intermittent fasting timing windows, you know, avoiding snacking, lowering your carbs, increasing your fats, all that stuff, having healthy sources of protein like collagen protein, you know, uh, low insulin spiking Carb 10 powder, if, if you're familiar with that. It's all in the report there. But the point is, when you plan what you're eating and you have less wild spikes in blood sugar, your response to hunger is also going to be different. Your self-control is also going to be different. Because a lot of times we're just reacting. Not only are you not having the discipline to sit down and be mindful these days, most people aren't. But we're reacting to our sugar cravings, to our hunger pangs, because of the carbohydrate load that we've put on our body. So when you eat a lot of carbs, they spike your blood sugar, then the blood sugar crashes, and then suddenly you're in panic mode, and you have no time to be mindful because your body's like, hell, I need to get this food in my stomach now. And then, you know, you just rush to filling your stomach up with food. So part of eating mindfully will help you is to ease your journey into hunger, right? So what that means is eating higher quality fats that keep you satiated, a little bit less carbs, 
so that your swings aren't so wild and that when, when you do get hungry, it's a gentler, you're approaching hunger. You're not speeding at it 90 miles an hour. That's going to help you with your self-control. So plan what you're going to eat and plan proper time to eat so that you can accommodate. You know, look, being mindful, being grateful, being generous, being forgiving, all these beautiful things that are part of a successful life, that are part of a mindful life, that are part of a happy and fulfilled life, a beautiful human experience, all these things are tied to our higher functioning capabilities, which is your prefrontal cortex, your human brain, your neo-brain, right? That neo-brain requires a lot of energy, and it's very finicky. If you're eating crap, if you're eating inflammatory foods, if you're eating carbs and your blood sugar is swinging and your body goes into survival mode, I can guarantee you it's a lot harder to be mindful, grateful, forgiving, op- you know, optimistic, creative, all these things that are higher functioning abilities. They go out the window when you don't respect the basics. So your basics are don't have wild swings in your blood sugar. Take the time properly to slow down and to eat. You know, when you do all these types of things, again, simple stuff, but when you do them as a habit over the course of time, they're going to dramatically impact your creativity, your performance, your ability to practice gratitude and forgiveness and acceptance and, and being you know open-minded and growing and changing. All those lovely things that make the human experience worthwhile have to have a solid foundation underneath, and that foundation is your health. And eating mindfully is a big part of that. So notice your baseline, then plan accordingly. And then the final step, step three, easy stuff, execute. Notice, plan, execute. Execute mindfully in this case. So a couple things with this. You know, when you sit down to eat, make sure that you you just take some time to just Be present with your food, just like that quote at the beginning. You know, don't think already about shoveling food into your mouth, into your plate. Just be there. Take one to two minutes. It's going to feel like an eternity because we're so used to just jumping into our food. Take one to two minutes and just be present with your food. I like to do a little prayer before I eat. And my prayer goes something like this. You know, thank you, Lord. I mean, you can use whatever you want. Universe, Jesus Christ, you know, Allah, it doesn't matter. But thank you, God, for giving me this food while others starve. And I get present to all the people starving, all the homeless people I run into across the streets when I'm driving. They're starving. I get to eat. And may, it, may this food nourish my body. May it heal. May it protect me. Amen. And just doing, you know, you could do your own prayer however you want to do it. But take, or you just sit there with your food and look at it. Be present to it. Don't think about anything. Do that for a minute, minute to two minutes, and you'll notice a huge difference. The second step is start eating slowly. If you do the first one, it's going to make the second one way easier. So take those one to two minutes, be present, and then start eating slowly. Challenge yourself that the first like three or four bites are within, you know, like 20 seconds of each other. So give yourself that slow eating pace. After you're done eating, make sure that you sit there for at least three minutes and get present to the completion of of the experience. Just get present to that. Like, okay, I'm complete with this. Try to do it at least five minutes of just sitting there. 
what this does, guys, you know, these are not just like woo-woo meditative practices. You're actually programming your nervous system. This took me a while to realize. But look, your nervous system, your body's a computer. It's a freaking amazing computer. And when you when you do these kind of things, when you sit and relax, you're sending a signal, an electric signal to your nervous system that, hey, it's okay to relax. If you're thinking about work and you're shoveling food down your mouth and you're stressed out about what that person's going to say or what this client's going to do, what's the next appointment, this, and you're eating, you're sending conflicting signals to your body. Your brain is saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, panic, 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 problem. But then physiologically, the food entering down your esophagus is sending signals to your stomach and your nervous system like, hey, we're getting food, so what? what's going on? I don't get it. So you have to realize that everything you do sends a system or a signal to your nervous system. And you need to be in harmony and in alignment with those two different sides to your nervous system and make sure that they're working one at a time, not both at the same time. When you have disease, it's because there's some incongruence between those two. One is working when the other shouldn't. So remember your body is a computer. Also, another reason why you want to take those three to five minutes at the end is, you know, when you jump into exercise or work or stress right after you eat, it's going to ruin the digestive process that you have. And everybody's different. Look, most people, if you have low stomach acid, for example, I had low stomach acid. That's something that took me a while to figure out. If you have low stomach acid, already that sets you up for a lot of digestive concerns down the road. SIBO, if you don't know what that is, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, uh, you know, some other conditions, that's, that's something that I had to deal with. But that's from low stomach acid, period. It's just you need the stomach acid in your, in your stomach to work properly. Well, guess what? When you're stressed out and you have that sympathetic response, there's a lot of other things that go wrong on top of that to mess up your digestion. And then whatever you eat, again, especially if you eat something crappy, like a fried food, heavy, you know, protein dish, that's not going to get digested. It rots in your, in your insides. You're not getting the full nutrient value. Your bacteria are going all wonky. I mean, it's just terrible. And then you do that over and over and over again, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten years down the road, you're looking at some serious problems that are way harder to reverse. Obesity, diabetes, all these things, of course, they can, they can be treated and, and reversed. But why wait until that point? Why live life at 60%? Doesn't make sense. So eat mindfully, execute mindfully. Make sure you, you sit down with your food for one to two minutes. Start off slowly and then also give yourself a couple minutes at the end. After that little break at the end, don't jump into stressful situations. If you know, this is where it comes back to planning. If you know that you're going to have a crazy day and there's no way around it. You know, sometimes if you work for a company, your lunch breaks 30 minutes and that's it, which is terrible. Then plan accordingly. Use a lighter meal that day, but include lots of fats to keep you satiated. Use some MCT oil, you know, tune into that episode 179 for some tips on this, but eat healthy fats, use some MCT oil, use some different things to help you power through and get clean energy without having to put a huge digestive load on your body. So again, it comes back to planning. Be intentional. Don't let, you know, I just let my schedule dominate me for years. 
I was self-employed as employment or uh, appointment based. And I just kind of just reacted to what happened in my life. I'm like, okay, let me schedule all my appointments. And then, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to eat here, here, and here in the gaps. And it doesn't, you know, I just overrode it with my brain. Uh, but it, that only works for so long. You got to be intentional. You got to be you, you got to take control of your schedule and make eating and rest a priority. You're always going to have time to act. You're always going to have time to push make eating and rest and recovery a priority because it will catch up to you. So be mindful. Notice, plan, execute. I want you guys to remember that your body is like a slave and it's it's a it's a servant that you've been given and it will do anything that you say for it to do. So don't yell at your servant. Don't yell at him. Don't throw stuff at them. Be gentle when you speak. Ask slowly, be patient. It will do what you ask anyway. The problem is we are yelling constantly because of our sympathetic response. Oh my God, I got to go. Oh my God, this. We're worrying all the time. We're anxious. We're, we're yelling through our nervous system signals. And we're throwing stuff at our servants too. When you throw that food in and you eat within five minutes a whole meal, you're literally just throwing a bunch of food at your servant. Say, here, go go put this in the kitchen. Go take care of it. Rather than saying, hey, could you take my plate? Great. Could you take my cup now? Okay, cool. Can you help me clean this up? Like work with your body and be slow because eventually if you don't, that's the only thing that you have. Don't let your mind be the slave driver. Listen to your heart. Listen to your body. You are training a computer. It's a very advanced computer, guys, and you're training it through the the decisions, the thoughts, the behaviors, the signals that you do on a regular basis. It is the most advanced computer on the planet, and it's been given to you for free. So take advantage of it. Also, one more thing, I want you to remember that eating, or food, I should say, is a tool. You have to look at food in a more compartmentalized way. That's one thing that's helped me a lot, especially with managing a busy schedule and also giving myself time to eat mindfully and eat the right diet that I, you know we discussed in the intermittent fasting episode. You know, so what does that mean? Well, for example, you got to see, for example, an avocado as a tool. That's a that's a tool that's got fat in it that I can add to a shake. You know, to to keep me satiated. MCT oil, that's a tool that helps me get energy and stay satiated along with my coffee in the morning with my butter or my ghee. Those are tools for what? Tools are there to make an outcome easier, right? So the outcome is having energy, feeling good, feeling positive, and not having wild blood sugar swings. Okay, so what are tools that can help me with that? Well, there's certain supplements like carb 10 powder that can give you some energy if you're doing working out without spiking your blood sugar. You know, MCT oil, all the good fats we mentioned, those are tools. You know, uh, they help you stay satiated so you don't snack all the time on garbage and snacks and keep your blood sugar constantly stimulated, right? So think of food as tools. I'm not going to, we're at the end of the episode now, so I'm not going to dive too much into this, we did a little bit in the intermittent fasting episode 179. You have that free report at danceoflife.com slash fasting. But you have to start thinking of your food as tools, as separate parts that you can piece together according to the desired outcome that you want based on the time that you have, based on you know the, the, the desired performance that you want. You know, like if I'm going to be working out, 
and doing my high intensity dancing and stuff like that, I'm going to use that carb 10 powder with some glutamine or some collagen powder as a little midway shake that's very minimally impactful on my body, even though I'm exercising, which is not something you should be doing while you're eating. You know, the carb 10 powder and the collagen powder or the glutamine, that's like super absorbable, very low impact glycemic on the body, and it provides it with some nutrients mid-stress that's very advantageous, and it also gives me the energy to do what I want without spiking my blood sugar. So that that whole little nutshell that I just described for you, that's an example of using food as a tool rather than thinking of food as just food. Yes, it's an experience. Eating is one of the main pleasures of life, so make sure you don't miss out on that. Remember, being mindful is having your mind full, not of crap, but full of the present experience. But balance that also with seeing food as a tool, as the different components that can help serve your needs based on what your needs are. So how do you get that? You notice your baseline, and you plan, you be conscious, be intentional, That's what being mindful is all about. Be intentional. Do not just be a slave to the system and the carbs and sugar and snacking and junk food that's out there. If you want a better life, a better cognition, better creativity, anything better, it starts with your health. So eating is something you do every day and eating mindfully, therefore, is a huge, huge thing that we have to practice to live an optimal life. So those are the three steps to practice eating mindfully. And that wraps it up for today's episode, guys. You know, I hope you learned something. My goal was to empower you with some simple principles on how to, you know, just how to slow down and respect your eating because, you know, in my own life, this has been a huge lesson. Everything I've shared with you guys, I've, I've suffered through it myself. And it's made a huge difference in, in my own life to be able to just slow down and, and do things like planning, you know, planning my lunches. I can't tell you how long it took me to finally like get a hard dedication of, yeah, I'm going to eat, I'm going to d- dedicate 30 minutes to an hour for my lunch periods, no matter what, like no matter what, that's it. You know, that took me many years to get to the point where I started respecting myself and respecting the time that I had and respecting my body. I just, I just thought my body is just this thing that just keeps doing what it's doing, no matter what I do to it, it'll figure it out. I'm healthy. It's not like that. Your body is a precious, precious machine. It's very sensitive. It's a very complex machine. And it's we that make it desensitized by yelling at it and throwing stuff at it. So don't do that. Respect the servant that you've been given. It's a beautiful servant there to serve you, to help you get what you want most out of life. But in order to do that, it's it's a mutual relationship. You have to serve your servant. And you do that by being mindful and respecting with your time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you like this kind of stuff. Let me know. And share this with one person in your life, at least, who needs to hear this message about eating mindfully. You know, anybody in your life, you know who it is who just blasts through their food in the first five minutes when you guys are eating out, eating together. Share this episode with them. Be nice about it. Say, hey, I just randomly 
saw this episode and I learned a lot from it. Let me know what you think. Don't say, hey, you eat too fast. You need to listen to this. So share that with share it with them. Never know the difference that this little seed could make. Tag me also if you learned something new today. It's at Tudor Alexander Official. And let's remember that beautiful quote from, again, that author that you probably have not heard of, Mary Deturis Paust. She's the author of Cravings, A Catholic Wrestles with Food, Self-Image, and God. And she says, So often, even when we stop to say a blessing before a meal, we're mentally preparing to spoon some pasta or potatoes onto our plates. We're not usually focused on the present moment, simply placing ourselves before our food and entering into the still, slow space where eating is done for eating's sake and not something we simply do to get to the next thing on our list. What a beautiful quote. Total awesome summation of today's episode. Remember to be mindful. You know, don't don't treat your body, don't take it for granted. Be mindful, go slow, appreciate what you have, guys, because you only get it once. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something today. I hope it's inspired you to go a little bit slower, at least today, in your lunch. Check out that episode 179 on intermittent fasting if you haven't done that already. There's a special report, danceoflife.com slash fasting. A lot more information in that as far as some of the stuff we talked about today. But I hope you've enjoyed. Eat slower. Enjoy the present moment. We'll see you next Friday. Remember in the meantime that your life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well. For more episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.